the doors open to mayhem. Overflowing boxes, clear plastic tubs, lamps, rugs, and other household belongings fill the hotel hallway. Voices emanate from ajar doors, people rush in and out, carrying as much shit in their arms as they can since no luggage cart can fit through this disaster. I step over a drum set in what looks like an empty aquarium. Ducking beneath a coat rack, I spot my suite towards the end of the hallway. Cardboard boxes are stacked outside the door, the name Timo scribbled on the flaps. Reality hits me all of a sudden. We have to move. If the email hadn't already cemented our future, the apocalyptic hallway and my little brother's boxes just did. Aerial Ethereal has always given artists the 42nd and 43rd floors of the masquerade. Taking away an entire floor is another swift kick in the gut and the ass. A.E. has so much control over our lives. At last notice, they can change anything. All we have are our contracts, but even those usually only last one year. Then they're rewritten all over again. Our lives are in constant flux, and as much as I love the circus, this one aspect never stops eating at me. With a heavy breath, I slip through the cracked door. Shit, I mutter at the barren state. It's a typical two-bedroom, modern hotel suite. Sleek, black-and-white furniture, floor-length windows that, from this side, overlook the ginormous Vegas pool. After being here for three years, the living room had real character. An old New York Knicks blanket and throw rug are gone, and walls that once housed West Side Story and Les Miserables posters are stark white. Timo removed the cactus-shaped thumbtacks that said, Don't be a prick, my glass bowl of jelly beans, and his own ceramic Warhol coasters. I turn left and right, mixed emotions bearing on me. My jaw and lip twitches, and my throat bobs as I swallow hard. I'm grateful that Timo packed up, so I don't have to, but mostly, the disappearance of all my shit makes me uneasy. It's not like I haven't moved before. I have. Plenty of times growing up. But for a while there, I felt rooted to something. It's one fucking floor, I remind myself, and comb my hands through my hair again. One floor. It's not a big deal. My family sees me as the go-with-the-flow Katova, and in a lot of ways I am. I'll go with the flow with this. With everything. It doesn't mean it won't knot my stomach. It doesn't mean that I'm unfeeling like some of my cousins believe. It just means I'm not going to whine or throw a tantrum. Faster I pass the kitchenette, sponged clean, and head to my bedroom. When I push inside, I immediately spot my 16-year-old sister. Katya peers beneath the wooden frame of my stripped bed. I shut the door, and her head pops up. Long, straight brown hair sticks to her overdone pink-glossed lips. I frown at my little sister. When did she start wearing makeup on regular weekdays? Her saucer eyes widen even bigger on me. Oh, crap she says, clutching a, really? I sigh. 
She grips a black, heavy-duty trash bag partially filled. It was Timo's idea. Katya picks herself off the floor, skinny and long-limbed like a ballerina but with prominent ethereal features, orb-like eyes, pronounced ears and big lips. He said that you wouldn't mind if we packed up for you. I don't mind. What bothers me is that he enlisted Katya's help to throw away my things. Here's the deal. I'm really close to Timo and Kat, as close as most siblings come, but they still have no clue what I can't get rid of. The cactus paraphernalia better not be trashed. Can you say something? She asks. You just look... sad. I'm not sad, I say coolly. Just please don't trash my shit unless you ask, Kat. She drops the garbage bag like it's suddenly toxic.